Hi, everyone, and welcome to Seven Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school. I've been a youth minister and have a master's degree in theology. And the purpose of this podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking and talking with someone that I met 10 years ago, which is crazy, and actually helped me start my career as a teacher, which is also crazy. Uh, My guest today is Brian Dunn. Welcome, Brian. Thank you, Julia. I really appreciate it. I think the last time we saw each other was our trivia team reunion. Is that right? That is right. We had an amazing trivia team because we were all teachers. And if you ever want to have like a like just a rock solid trivia team, you have to have teachers because you have your science, you got your history, you got your pop culture. So we were pretty unstoppable. Yeah. And you were always the one who knew the pop culture stuff. So I mean, I know some things. <laughs> I don't know much about anything else. I, I on Twitter a lot. I watch a lot of TV. So yeah. <laughs> pop sure. culture is my jam. And uh you were a movie guy. You had a you had some pop culture in there as well with the movies and film. Yeah, yeah. I mean there were some questions that I could answer, but you always you always were the person we counted on. I mean, you know what? I came in in the clutch at the end sometimes when you had to know like Paris Hilton, Hilton's dog's name. Then that's, that's right. what I'm good for. <laughs> I'm you still knew like, what? Paris Hilton's dog's I, name. I, I did. It's not something I'm proud of, but did we not win <laughs> that day? I believe that we did. <laughs> I think we did. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So Brian and I go uh, way back about 10 years. He actually hired me to uh, start my first job as a teacher. So thank you for taking a chance on me. <laughs> You're welcome. It was it was a definitely a benefit to the school. Thank you. Um, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Sure. Um, I uh, worked with Julia down in Alexandria. Um, I was born in the Jersey Shore, which is where I live now. And uh, I... Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a teacher and I have a master's degree in theology as Julia does. And so I'm really excited to be able to talk about scripture with somebody who definitely knows her stuff. Thanks. And you as well. We both taught, um, theology at the high school in Alexandria. um, Mm -hmm. and then you taught film and public speaking as well, I believe and philosophy. Yep. Yep. Did you have a preference? Is that okay to ask? Like, did you have like a favorite to ask or are you just... Is it all a your favorite, favorite subject? Um, yeah. The film class was great, but I, I actually have to say, when I taught public speaking, I still get emails from students who say, uh, I had to give the best man speech at my brother's wedding, and I remember how to do it from your class because I would make the students toast the faculty members. And so they say still kind of, I still get emails actually about that, which is really cool. I like that. That is awesome. I also can't believe that we have students that are like having weddings and like toasting oh. at weddings because <laughs> that's yeah. how old we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I can't believe it. And actually, I, I'm going to, one more thing before we get into the scripture, um, I actually stole, because I teach public speaking now at the school that I'm at here in Richmond, and I stole that activity. We don't get the whole, because um, you used to get like the whole um, all the teachers and students together that were being honored and doing the speaking. Um, we just do it on film and then I just have them like send their, their speech to whoever they're honoring. But I kind of took that idea from you. So thank you for that as well. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, it, it is. A, it is always a logistical nightmare to get all the faculty and students together. Right. Yeah. Notice yeah. I just like, 
it's easy, but, um, and it's good because they can watch themselves too, but you would film it, I think. Anyways, we digress. <laughs> We're here to talk scripture today. Um, and, uh, and you picked Galatians, a passage from Galatians for us. So what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you read it for us and then we'll, we'll get into it. Okay. Brothers, even if a person is caught in some transgression, you who are spiritual should correct that one in a gentle spirit, looking to yourself so that you also may not be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so you will fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks that he is something when he is nothing, he is deluding himself. Each one must examine his own work, and then he will have reason to boast with regard to himself alone and not with regard to someone else for each will bear his load. Awesome. Okay, so that is Galatians 6, 1 through 5. And I'm just going to give a little bit of a background. So actually, um, another colleague, former colleague of ours, Dave Ballantyne, also picked a letter um, from Paul. He picked a passage from Philippians. Um, oh, so okay. I well. Gave a little... I know, yeah. Um, great minds think alike. But uh, I gave <laughs> a little bit of a history on Paul and his letter writing when I, when I did the episode with him. But Galatia is a different community than... Um, Philippi. Philippi uh, was in Greece and uh, Galatia is actually in Turkey where Paul was from. And um, a lot of the communities that Paul was writing to had kind of a Judaic um, background, not always, but often. And in Galatia, they actually, I guess I was looking up in my introduction in my Bible that uh, it was mostly pagan community. So I think what Paul is doing here is trying to correct them. A lot of his letters are encouraging, but he's, I think, here trying to instruct them and say, this is how you live as a Christian. This is how community looks as a Christian, because often there were people kind of going around trying to to mix things up a little bit and not listening to what Paul had taught. And so I think here he's trying to correct that and just say, like, this is what you do in order to be a Christian and live in Christian community. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, that's good. The, uh, the two things that I know were kind of sticking points for the Gentiles or the non-Jewish Christians were mm-hmm. um, uh, dietary restrictions and circumcision. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. these were uh, things that if you're told by the Jewish people that you, or Jewish Christians that you um, can't eat certain things and also that you have to get circumcised, that kind of freaks people out. Right. (laughs) As it would. Oh my gosh. I could get into a whole nother thing when I when we read Genesis, um, and I teach, I teach in middle school now. We used to teach high school, and it was not as big of a deal. But even then, like you read those passages about circumcision, man, and you see the guys' faces, and then the girls are like, "What?" And then it's it's a whole thing. Um, but you're right. So Paul is saying, like, you don't have to follow all of that. Like we're starting a new thing now. So right. you know, it's we're it's cool that you know you have that Jewish background, but like we don't necessarily need that to be Christian. And so I'm glad Perfect. that you you brought that up because um, you're absolutely right. Is there yeah, anything else was, historically you wanted to kind of say about this? Um, it was, yeah, it was with the Jew, Jews um, and even still today, it's a lot of external signs. That's like why yeah. you see a lot of Jews keeping kosher and all the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's was something where the Jewish Christians, and actually I, I learned a new word, the Judaizers. Have you ever heard that? Um, I also saw that in my introduction. We must have a similar, yeah, version. I had yeah. not used that word prior to this no <laughs> yeah i'd never heard of it either but those were the jewish christians who were uh expecting the gentile christians uh to follow the jewish law as well as believe in christ 
So right. And Paul's saying you don't really have to do that. And and other and even in the Old Testament too, like I feel like God often through the prophets and through um, through Christ, you know, as well is saying like I'm not about the sacrifice. I'm not about the external. Like you said, it's it's about the internal. Like, are you like what's your intention? Right. You know, um, which I think that this this passage when you said you want to do this, I'm like for me, I felt very convicted. So I don't know what this says about me that this really kind of cut to me. This passage, it's it's very straightforward, and I love Paul because he is, you know, he does not mince words. He does not beat around the bush. Like he he is very straightforward, and I appreciate that about him. So I'm curious as to why you picked this passage. Um, yeah, I think same thing as you in the sense that when I read it, it kind of kind of pierced into my yeah. uh, heart. I mean, it was, it was really, it's really uh, brutal in some ways. It's right. very direct. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also speaks to the time that we live in right now with uh, the COVID virus and other things that are going on. I think hopefully uh, the passage will lead us to a conversation about some of those things and how we uh, can, can as Christians uh, deal with, um, or even cope with the life that we're living right now. Awesome. Great. So let's get into it. We'll kind of break it down. Um, if that's okay, like kind of like verse by verse. So initially he's saying if you've if caught somebody in some kind of transgression and you're a spiritual person, then you should correct that person gently, but look at yourself first. And, and, and it kind of goes in, into that even more. Like we need to do some self check before we can mm-hmm. check others. Yep. And I don't know yep. when you initially were talking just now, I'm thinking about social media. I'm thinking about how we use that and we want to like reprimand and condemn people. Yep. And Paul doesn't Paul doesn't do that here. Paul could he could say like, hey, you pagans, hey, you Jewish Christians, you're not doing this right. But like he says, like, be gentle, you know, like look at yourself first. So I don't know. Yep. What do you what do you make of that? Uh, well, of course, I thought of Francis de Sales, which, uh, you know, I love oh, yeah. Francis de Sales. Uh, he was a 17th century saint, one of the doctors of the church. But he was all about gentleness. And so yeah. he would say say things like, if you see somebody doing something wrong or uh, committing a sin, the best way to deal with it is to take that person out of the room and gently and kindly explain what the, the bad action is rather than judging that person or rather than uh kind of taking a moral superiority by saying it in front of everybody. And so I think that really goes to it. We, we have bad things that we do and there are bad things in the world and we have to kind of, I guess, keep ourselves in check. And mm-hmm. also in doing so, if we see other people act in a way that's not uh, conducive to Christianity, we have to, we have to let people know uh, in a kind way. I, I think mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of forcing somebody to, or judging somebody is uh, is not a Christian mm-hmm. way. Absolutely, no, I, I totally I agree with you. And like we said, like Paul was very gentle. I like that you brought up De Sales. Uh, we taught at um, you know a school that was Salesian, and that's something that I always stuck with me, having worked um, in the, the Salesian school as well. Like the gentleness, because I'm often not gentle with myself, and <laughs> I think yeah. that this I know passage. Yeah, this passage also speaks to us as well. So, you know, before we can even get into reprimanding anyone else, we need to kind of look at ourselves and, and be gentle with ourselves too and apply that um, to our to ourselves. And I think when we are more gentle with ourselves, then we're more likely to be compassionate and empathetic with other people. 
Um, and I you, don't know if you want you to had, Yeah, you had mentioned social media, and I think that's a place where gentleness is not one of the top <laughs> characteristics. And, uh, right. So that's it. Blows uh, me away. Like I, that's something that a few years ago, um, you know, the election years. I think prior to the prior to, to 2016, like social media existed but not necessarily um, in the way that we saw it in 2016. And so I just, I don't think any of us were prepared for the power that the social media would have on us, you know, in mm-hmm. that, in that election. And, and just, I had to kind of have an, an, an identity check with myself. I'm like, as a Christian, and I'm seeing other people that I follow that are Catholic and Christian. And I'm like, what is this? What are we doing? Like, right. I, I mean, we weren't following this passage at all. And, and even myself too, like I want to post things and I want to like put my opinion out here, but I, I try to be careful um, with how I word things, but I'm not always perfect, you know? Right. And sometimes um, I think I can uh, ca- cause what I, what John Lewis said is good trouble in the sense mm-hmm. that if I, if I find something that I think my friends should know or something that mm-hmm. um, I think uh, I agree with uh, or an injustice that I see out there, I will put those articles. And I'm sure it bothers some people, but I'm still going to do it. <laughs> well, I think, uh, and I, I I was texting with someone, or I saw something somewhere or talking to someone. I think that if we're talking about Christ and, and Paul, ultimately he's encouraging these Galatians, he's encouraging, encouraging us to follow Christ. I think Christ caused good trouble himself, you know, like those right. Pharisees and, um, and, and the people that were of the law were not following the law to begin with. Like they were doing right. it to be seen, not, um, not with gentleness, not with, with this idea of community that we're talking about today. Um, so I think that Christ tried to stir it up a little bit too, in my interpretation sure. of, of the the gospels. I don't know if you would agree. Yeah, I would. And you know, when I uh, put on Facebook something, I never thinking of one person that I'm, you know, directing it toward. I'm not being passive mm-hmm. aggressive. It's just uh, kind of how I my, how I'm sharing the things that I believe, uh, and maybe it'll make a difference. Yeah, I think that's a good te- a tactic. I can kind of tell when someone on social media is trying to direct it at a specific person that we right. know or a family member. And so I think that's a good strategy, Brian, to yeah. um, just think about your whole audience. And I think as teachers, that's something that we develop too. I think the good teachers always have in mind, there could be a kid in that class that maybe mm-hmm. doesn't agree with what you're saying. And you need to no, think about absolutely. how can I, you know what I mean? Like, how can I phrase this or how can I make sure that I'm inclusive when I'm right. teaching? Um, maybe that's something that we just do, you know, by. Yeah. Yeah. It. It's a skill, <laughs> the skill that we learn. Yeah. And, and, and again, I think that goes to Christ too. Like he as a teacher used techniques that included, but then also challenged. And so, you know, applying this then to back to social media, um, you know, we can certainly challenge people, but we have to do it in a gentle way. And I think that's what, what Paul and Christ would have done, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So let's go into the second verse then. Um, Bear one another's burdens, and so you will fulfill the law of Christ. I had a footnote, and I think we probably have similar texts, um, that my footnote for 6-2 said to bear one other another's burdens meant to serve one another through love. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a really interesting note because when I hear bear one another's burdens, I'm thinking negative, right? I'm thinking like, oh, yeah. I have to like bear this person's burden or like, you know, carry it. But to serve one another through love totally flips that. I don't know if you want to right. speak to, to that at all. 
that interpretation it of it. And I think um, it's like the last uh, line in first five says, for each will bear his load. So we mm -hmm. all have burdens. We all have crosses to carry. And uh, you kind of, I think of Christ carrying the cross and how he had help at certain points. Uh, I think that's kind of the idea is that, I mean, I almost think of it one way literally, like let's say somebody is moving uh, their stuff and you're going to help them move. Uh, you could actually say you're carrying a burden in that way. But then also uh, carrying someone else's burden could mean uh, being there for them when things are bad, if they have a loss in their family, and just kind of being aware of the community around you and uh, seeing ways in which you can serve other people uh, and serve your community. Absolutely. And both of those examples that you give, whether it be helping someone physically move or help someone move through something emotionally, I think does take this interpretation that my footnotes reference that like, that's a service. It's not, it's, it's your caring, but it's, it's a service through love to sit with that person or to even help them physically, you know, move their stuff. I was amazed. This is an aside. Um, I recently moved just apartment buildings in Richmond and I was amazed at how people like offered to help me. I'm like, I'm almost 40. Like I can hire movers <laughs> to carry my stuff, but I was so blown away. I was like, that's so generous. I don't offer <laughs> to help people yeah. move anymore. Anyways, <laughs> that's an aside. Um, but yeah, you're, I mean, whether that be physically carrying someone's load or, um, or emotionally. And I, I like how you said too, like we all have our own things and that kind of goes back mm -hmm. to what we were saying earlier. If we need to learn empathy, I think that's something that's so you see it and it's not necessarily, it is a Christian thing, but it's not just a Christian thing. I saw at Trader Joe's the other day, just like a little sticker. It said empathy by like where you return the carts. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really interesting, like just reminder that people just like we need empathy right now why do you think right. that's so maybe right now and when it well i think today? i mean we not when we have community it's not just christian community it's not just our family mm -hmm. but it's as a country as mm -hmm. part of the, one of the communities and america i think i listened to one of the earlier episodes and somebody said something along the lines of uh, vulnerability is very christian but not american and I thought yeah. that was a really cool line uh, because it's the idea where you're putting yourself out there. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think empathy is important um, for, for many reasons. Um, can you state the question again? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think like right now <laughs> when we're talking about, I don't even know where I started, but like the, this <laughs> idea that like if I understand like if I recognize my burden, my own burden, then that's mm. going to help me to, you know, help other people. Or if I think about what I'm going through and then try to, you know, that's the like idea of solidarity, I guess, also kind of mm -hmm. goes along with empathy. Why do you mm -hmm. think that's so important right now? This idea of like putting ourselves in somebody else's shoes. I guess that's what my question is. Yeah. And again, I think the answer to that is that um, as, a, as a society, as Americans, we are, uh, we do have loads to bear, uh, unique ones that we've really never seen in our lifetime. And uh, it's important for many reasons, and especially to get through uh, the COVID virus, um, we need to, we really do need to have empathy. Uh, and that can unfortunately be, uh, if it's not there, it can cause actually a lot of serious damage. People can get Sick, people can die, uh, right. and so we really do need to um, 
to sacrifice and to carry other people's loads by um, not just thinking about ourselves and our own freedoms, but to think about um, the freedom that we will get once the COVID virus is over and we'll get a freedom mm -hmm. that we'll get with somebody we know doesn't die or doesn't get sick. I think all of these things, America, I just they, I think it's been broken uh, recently. And I think that, I don't know, it's hard to see a light at the end of the tunnel um, because there's no, there's no logical point from where we are now to getting to a point where things are back to normal or a new normal. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's troubling. That's really uh, something that, that I, I guess that's yeah, something that I, is unfortunate. And I wish we, I think we can do better. And I, I hope we do. Yeah, I think that you're that you're right. You said a lot of great things there that um, I think the light and the end of the tunnel is that, you know, we we do need to learn from this and we need to, like you said, put others first. And and in doing that, then we are going to give ourselves more freedom after this is over. And we don't know when this is over. So we need to start now. You know, we can't right. just wait and say, like, when when this is over, then I'm going to be empathetic to people like. No, if we start and in, in thinking about one another now, and I know it's hard because everybody is so, we're literally in our houses. <laughs> we're literally having right. all those like introspective moments. Um, so I think that's why it's even more important to think about the community as a whole, but it's hard right now because we are so, so isolated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then going through the other, the, the next part, verses three and four, this is kind of where Paul gets into, you know, if you're thinking about, other people but not looking at yourself then you're you're delusional <laughs> like each one must examine their own self and then they will have reason to you know boast or to correct um and i think that's maybe that also kind of relates to what we were just saying that like right now we're having that time to reflect so mm -hmm. hopefully this is the light at the end of the tunnel hopefully if we're taking this time and really looking at ourselves then we can start to to apply that and look outward you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, and um, going through Galatians, I didn't realize that Paul could actually be really sassy at times. Uh, oh yeah, he, and, and I <laughs> that's think why he's my lot... favorite. <laughs> that's right, you 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 have sass in you. I uh, do have a little sass, yeah. I do. Uh, or you do, <laughs> yes. Uh, but each one must examine his own work, and then he will have reason to boast with regard to himself alone. So it's one of the. I think he's saying, if you do something good, just like tell yourself you did something good or pat yourself on uh, the back because yeah. you know it's it's not about making somebody else envious or or uh you're jealous or resentful um so I, anyway i thought that that was kind of him being sarcastic a little bit no, i think you're right I, that's a good i like that interpretation i hadn't thought of that but you're right i love i love paul because he's sassy and and also to take this back to christ i mean um this is also another little aside but i love teaching mark's gospel because it is very straightforward it gets right to the point and Jesus is real sassy in it. My, I call him sassy Jesus when I teach it to my students, like, cause he's just like, get behind me, Satan. And like, stop doing that. And like, shut up. And he says all this stuff to the, um, right. Apostles. But anyways, yeah. Um, I, well, actually that reminds me, I read something I learned from you. I learned many things from you, but uh, oh, something I learned from you, no problem. Uh, it was a speech <laughs> that I, it was a speech that I gave in one of the early retreats, not, not the Kairos retreat um, uh -huh. about uh, Jesus uh being a very serious person and getting uh, i was that was my interpretation was that jesus was always serious but he uh, appreciated the friends the apostles that he had and you said to me 
you know, Jesus can be actually really, really funny. And uh, I think that kind of always gave me a different way of looking at him uh, and looking at maybe his humanity. Uh, So anyway, just know that stuck with me. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, he is obviously, I mean, he's the son of God, so he's obviously it's a very serious thing, but I, (laughs) I do relate. I do relate more to Christ's humanity. Like I have to, because I'm not divine. (laughs) So like I have to relate to his humanity and I, and I do so with Paul as well. Um, You know, Paul was someone that was very flawed and then had this amazing conversion. And even when he had his conversion, he was still always talking about, he was very real. He wasn't saying like, like we were just talking about boasting. He wasn't like, you guys got to be like me. He was like, Mm -hmm. I have this thorn in my side that I can't get rid of. And like, you know, I have this sin that weighs me down too. So anyways, I mean, these guys, that's why they, they are who they are because they're, they're good models for us. That's Um, right. So what else were you thinking when you picked this passage and relating it today? Is there anything else you wanted to hit on that we didn't really get to? Yeah. Um, I, again, I, I just, I feel like at least personally, I'm kind of going through a little bit of a kind of a depression because of everything that's going on and sure. how, you know, you think about just, I mean, I, one of the things I do, which I shouldn't do as much is I'm kind of always watching the news and I'm always like <laughs> scrolling through news websites. And I actually Ugh. just found out that the New York Times came up with a term called doom scrolling. Uh, and so, yeah, I, it's one of those things I think that sometimes I think that you don't always need to be constantly reminded of all the bad things, um, all the, the burdens that we have. Um, also because there is hope, uh, and there's also some really good things that have come from, uh, this time in our, in our, uh, history, like, um, people protesting and the Black Lives Matter movement. And uh, a lot of people acknowledging that there is so there's huge problems in our in our institutions and that there is systemic racism that's existed since the beginning of America. And, you know, that that a lot of people are are, they're doing good work. I mean, no, like they're doing I I talked about this a little bit, I think, with with uh, my other guests as well. I mean, we all recognize that this time is burdensome for sure. But mm-hmm. as we've said, like you have, to, there has to be a good, and maybe we just tell ourselves this, but I do believe like for the reasons you just said, there are good things that are coming out of this because people are doing the work. People are looking at themselves, you know, so hopefully we have, we can be hopeful that, you know, they're going to take that outward, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, definitely. This was, this is a tough passage, but I, and at first, like I said, when you picked it, I was like, where are we going to go with this? But I like, I think that we, I think it makes total sense. And I love that we talked a lot about media because as you know, I'm a, I'm a media girl. I'm all on the social media as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I found to address like what you were saying about the doomsday scrolling. I, I have, I need to find balance in my life too. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, when to put the phone down and it's something I teach my students too, um, that. You know, we really do need to teach, teach ourselves come kind of like discipline. It's like, okay, when do I turn, maybe set a timer for ourselves and say, okay, I'm going to be on social media for like 10 minutes and then I'm going to shut it down. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it is this new discipline um, and this new way that affects our lives that I don't think that any of us were ready for, but I'm grateful for it, especially in quarantine, because it allows us to connect a little bit and we can't go out, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think for a lot of people, uh, the social media and Zoom and all those sorts of things is 
really a lifesaver in many ways, yeah. keeping keeping us connected and keeping us from focusing too much on the really awful things that are going on <laughs> in our world. So I know, I know. So I want to end on like some hopeful things, though. So as you yeah. mentioned, there are there are good things coming out of this. And I think if we po- follow Paul as if we follow all of this, then that is hopeful. Like if we are able, like think of a community, if we're all bearing each other's burdens and lifting each other up and being empathetic and like looking at ourselves and then doing something with that, that's positive. Like that's, that's really hopeful. And, and I think Paul had to have that hope when he was writing this, don't you think that he would hope that they would. He would... Yes. Uh, and <laughs> I definitely think there would be hopeful. It would things would be hopeful. And I had said earlier that I don't, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but I think maybe the tunnel is a little bit like lit up better, so you can see mm-hmm. into it. Um, but uh, I have to trust and I have to hope that yeah. there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. But like if we do this, like what a beautiful community that would be. And that's what our Christian faith you know, it gives us these ideals and yeah, they're, they're hard. Like you're mentioning trust. And I mean, that's hard. This, this is, this is hard to bear with one another and to serve one another. Um, but if we did it, how beautiful and hopeful that would be. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for choosing this, this passage. I think it's going to give me a lot to think about and I'm going to continue to think about it. Maybe later I'll be like, Oh no, we should talk about this. But um, is there any last thing you wanted to, to say about the passage or just in general? Uh, well, I want to thank you so much for asking me to do this. And um, I think with Paul, uh, oftentimes with his letters, when we're at mass, we hear chunks of them. And for mm-hmm. like spending some time studying Galatians yesterday and knowing what the issues with the community is, when you mm-hmm. when you hear these things in context, they really do kind of come to life. And they can also be a lot more relatable because you know what they were going through and we, you know what we're going through and you can almost see the wisdom that Paul gave to the Galatians is also wisdom that we need to hear today. Absolutely. That's very well said. I, I agree. I think context is really important and we don't get enough of it. Um, but if we did, like you said, just to kind of reiterate, like we would see that we're all flawed, flawed and uh, they got through it. So and hopefully get through this as well. So thank you for all that you've done for me. Like I said, you've been a great friend and touchstone and you helped me get into teaching and a great colleague. So thank you for all that that you have done um, and continue to do for me as well. And I appreciate it. And thank you so much for thanks for doing this podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) For those of you who are listening, if you want to talk about scripture with me, if there's a verse you want to discuss, you can find me on Twitter at Miss Struckley, M-S-S-T-R-U-K-E-L-Y-1. Or you can find me on Instagram, Seven Mile Chats. I'd love to chat with you. And thanks again, Brian, for being here. Thanks, Julia. Bye, everybody.